0: So well, if you'd uh, like to open up Matthew uh, chapter um, uh, 5 again, 6, <laughs> 6 again. Oh, I'll try and be in the same place. Um, and let's uh, we'll just read from uh, verse 9 again. Jesus said, This then is how you should pray, our Father in heaven... Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Let's pray as we come again to God's words. Father, thank you for, again, the opportunity just to, to reflect on these uh, these wonderful words of Jesus that teach us to pray uh, please would you would you teach us um, help us now I pray as we think if we thought about being God centred and now as we think about being God dependent I uh, pray that um, yeah that we'd we'd leave here transformed uh, to be uh, de- to be dependent people on our father in heaven and ask that in his in Jesus name Amen Amen, Amen. And what we've seen um, in that our Father in Heaven is the is the kind of like the front door um, of Jesus' model prayer as He sets out how to pray uh, to His disciples and us. The the front door is to know that we come to our Father uh, in Heaven, uh, and as we come through that front door, we find uh, we find in the house that our priorities and um, our desires are, are shaped and transformed to the. The hallowing of God's name. We we care about God's name in the world. We we care about His kingdom coming. We we care about His His plans and His His purposes being done uh, on earth as it is in heaven. And as I said in the last talk, like there's so much there to to chew on and yes. do do chew on it um, for the, the weeks that lie ahead. Um, but what I want us to see if we've if we if we've seen that God. God wants us to be God-centred, to be passionate about his name and glory, to know him as our Father in heaven and and to trust him as such. Um, Jesus also wants us to to show us that not only is God passionate about his glory, but he's he's passionate in his care for us. Uh, In other words, prayer is a safe place. And there is nothing more expressive of our dependence than this, this central request in uh, sentence number 11. Give us today our daily bread. And we're going to think about three things in this, this session. Um, how God provides, uh, what he provides, and when he provides it. And as we answer those three questions of how and what when... Uh, what we'll find, I hope, is that our hearts uh, increasingly become uh, God, God-dependent. So how, how does God provide? Well, God provides everything, uh, firstly. How does he provide? It's, it's as a gift. Yeah. Did you notice that uh, in sentence uh, 11? It's quite a change on her, of a horizon, isn't it? From, from the heights of glory, Father in heaven, to bread on the table. Uh, It feels almost mundane, doesn't it? After your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That the next clause is, give us our bread today. It might feel mundane. Until we see that as God answers those prayers for us to be God-centered, as we become God-centered, inevitably we become God-dependent, as we see who he says. So when uh, Jesus says, give us, How does it? it, Those words are really to to take hold of our hearts. Uh, Thomas Watson uh, says uh, this: that the the simplest of this simplest of prayers give us uh, reveals our poverty and our indigence. I didn't know what indigence meant either. Uh, It means a state of extreme poverty and destitution in other words when Jesus says that our first request after praying for God's glory uh, to be and his name to be known and his will be done as we pray give us we're we're assuming the posture of a beggar Uh, this word uh, translated give us is the is the cry of a hungry baby in the middle of the night Uh, I'm not sure I really pray like that I don't know about you I'm not sure my prayers at the prayer meeting or when I, you know, get round to doing a quiet time as I should, that, that my prayers are reminiscent of a baby crying in the middle of the night for milk. Uh, we've never been more affluent as a society, have we? Uh, and yet, uh, people noticed. not only are we the most affluent we've ever been, in the West particularly, but we're also the most greedy Uh, with a deep-seated sense of entitlement. And the deep, deep irony is that for us, our, our affluence is a sign that God has been so abundantly kind to Western society for however long. So abundantly kind that you haven't once this week, I suspect for most here, you haven't woken up wondering... But where am I going to get bread today? Uh, will I be able to eat today? Uh, that's not our experience, is it, as we wake up in the morning? We don't wake up... We might wake up hungry, but there's rice krispies to take, or, or whatever it is. Uh, and despite that affluence, instead of growing in thankfulness, we're ironically increasingly complacent. Uh, so complacent that we... We don't really see the abundance anymore, do we? Uh, My surname, Baraniak, is, um, I keep being told by Polish people, it's a Polish name. Um, My grandfather is actually from the Ukraine uh, and came over just after the Second World War as a a refugee. Uh, And as a result, we've, from time to time, been able to meet different relatives who um, sadly have all died now, but you did live out in the Ukraine. And I had one great auntie once removed, I think, or something like that. I never know. we never quite work it out. Uh, But she came over to to stay with us. And um, she'd taken three years to save up to come to the UK. That's how long it had taken her to save. Uh, And one of the first things we did, because she arrived with a um, suitcase, uh, but it was full of presents that she'd made for us. She didn't have any clothes, didn't have a toothbrush, didn't have anything. It was just jam-packed for the presents for the family she'd not yet met. So it says a lot about her, doesn't it? Uh, but we took her shopping to get some bits for her six months that she was going to be staying with my, my grandfather. Uh, and one of the first places we went into was um, the, the local supermarket. Uh, and as we walked in, I remember it, I was probably about 13 years old at the time, but it, it sticks with me vividly. We walked into the supermarket and... But almost instantly, she just burst into tears. And the reason was, she was overwhelmed by the amount of food that confronted her. Because where she was from, the supermarket may have had bread on the shelves, but quite often it didn't. You sort of went in and hoped that there might be something. So she often would, well, she grew all of her own vegetables and ate that way. She just overwhelmed by it the, the abundance and when we told her that the shelves were always full and that actually they 're restocked overnight, so that you come back tomorrow and it 's still there there's more there she had to she had to leave she had to go and stand outside it, it was a it was a stark lesson for me overwhelmed by abundance, and yet there, we're We just get grumbly, don't we, when our brand isn't in. (laughs) See, our prayers not give us. That's not our first cry, is it? I think more naturally for us in our abundance, we kind of, our entitlement means that we don't say God give us today. We say pay me what's owed today, God. We tend to think it's not God who gives, but me who earns. I know that because quite often people in our church and me myself will say things like well I've I've lived this way so why is this happening to me? That's how we treat God. Pay me what's owed not give me what you would. Give me what I need. But Jesus tells us to ask our Father in heaven to give. Uh, It's grace isn't it? Uh, The first thing he says as we Bend to ask our, present our request to our Father is that we ask Him to give from His royal bounty to recognise that all we have is all we have is from God's hand from His royal bounty. Uh, you have nothing this morning, but what He has given to you out of His storehouses. Nothing. You can't have one bit of bread but for God's kindness to you today. It's his world. He's our father in heaven. Everything you have is because he's been kind to you. And so Jesus said, instead of being resentful at the life he's given us because we think we deserve better, Jesus says, "No, adopt the posture of all that I have is a gift. Friends, you know that there is someone somewhere in the world that looks a little bit like you but who woke up in a shanty town, unsure of where their bread was coming from today. And the difference between them and you is not a fluke of history. It's not a fortunate turn of events that meant you happened to be born where you were born. In some great mystery, it's God's kindness to you. Our abundance is his kindness and gift. There's nothing you have that you didn't first receive. See, see that the front door of the prayer, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. The front door of the, of the requests, do you see what they do to your heart? As you start to pray those and you start to become God-centered, then you start the knees just start to go to the ground and you begin to resemble the posture of a beggar and you say, Father, give because all I've got is that you might give. Uh, But notice that the request is not give me, it's give us. I'd love to have spent more time uh, unpacking the hour of verse verse (laughs) 9. We didn't have time to do that but the whole prayer is corporate, isn't it? It's wonderful that you're launching your new home groups uh, today, or uh, life groups, I should call them. Um, But the prayer assumes, doesn't it, that we know what others need. It's give us us our daily bread. It's forgive us our debts. It's lead us not into temptation. It's not me, me, me. It's us. It's our Father, us together. As we pray our needs, we're... We pray for the needs of our brothers and sisters around us who need his provision. And not just of those in the marquee this morning or in the church normally, uh, but those around us in this world. I I take it there's a sense in which um, this is a prayer for God to provide for our brothers and sisters around the world. Uh, Perhaps particularly at the moment to be praying for our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan as their life is turned upside down by all that's happened and I take it there's a sense in which those that have much as Jesus says elsewhere in the Gospels much will be demanded that as we pray give us today our daily bread and, and reflect on the needs of others that, that there's a call for us to be the answer to our own prayer as well to recognise that we've got great, great wealth to give from he answers our prayer so abundantly when we pray, give us our daily bread that, that we should easily share with others what he's given to us. See, when we invoke the us of the Lord's prayer, when we say, our Father, or give us, that we share our lives with those around us, those closest to us and, and those far away, I think. Now, I know that feels overwhelming, perhaps, for some of you, the, the scale of what it would mean to share enough, to cover the daily bread of the those that need it uh, of our brothers and sisters around the world, but each of us can play our part, can't we? In providing uh, the story is told of two people walking along a beach, uh, and as they walk along the beach, they they come across a, a section of the beach where there there are thousands and thousands of starfish that have been stranded after a, a storm or whatever, stranded on the beach, dying. And as these two people walk along, one of them picks up a starfish and just throws it back into the ocean. And the other person with them says, well, what what are you doing? That's not going to make much difference. Look, look around you. And the first person responds, well, it made a difference to that one, didn't it? Friends, we can make a difference because our father is ready to give. Uh, that's what he's like Uh, just a few uh, a few uh, sections later uh, in uh, Matthew chapter 6 Jesus will say this if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him see what Jesus is saying there Uh, our older brother says to us you can depend on dad and so will you depend on him together? That's our, the first prayer. Give us. See, our default is to think of prayer as an individual thing. But the model Jesus gives us is, is that it assumes we're praying together, that we know what other people's needs are. It's, it's our needs, our sins, our protection. And so let me encourage you to, as your life groups start this week, to invest in one another relationally so that you can pray for one another's needs. Uh, that you're willing to confess your sins together. That you're, you're eager to ask one another for to pray for protection uh, in the Christian life. If it can't be in a life group for whatever reason then find someone to pray with. Uh, or when you meet with people naturally uh, in social settings why not make prayer a A natural end to your time together. Let's depend on our Father together because our Father's ready to give us our daily bread. So let's resolve to ask Him for it. (laughs) So, how does God provide? Well, it's a gift, it's grace, just gives. Secondly, what, what does God provide? Daily bread. Uh, the word translated daily bread is uh, apparently it's a rare word in the new testament um and uh, for translators it's it's a hard one to translate because it it doesn't appear that much in the new testament i think it actually only appears here but in other sort of greek literature scholars have worked it out and and the fact that they translate it daily bread is is helpful because that word apparently sums up everything associated with our daily needs it doesn't just mean bread, you know, flour and water and all the rest of it. It, it's, it covers food and clothing, shelter, water, energy, the things that we need to get through the day. Now, I wonder if that creates a bit of a puzzle for you, if you've ever read through the Lord's Prayer before. It, it did for me. I, as I studied it, it occurred to me is, why is this the first prayer of the requests that we ask back to God if if once we stop stopped praying for God's glory, why is the first thing our needs? Why not first forgiveness? Surely that's more important than needs, isn't it? Like I think that's what we normally think. Or, or protection from evil. Is that not more important than the food on my table? Why are we praying for, for bread before forgiveness? Why are we praying for bread before relationship with God? Well, I think the answer is because Christianity values the physical. Uh, He created us body and soul. Uh, And salvation, life in God's kingdom, is not an escape from this physical world of fleshiness that we inhabit to, to some ethereal world out there. No, God has made this physical world and this is the physical world that we live in. When Jesus says, pray that your kingdom will come on earth as it is in heaven, he's saying, like, ultimately salvation will be about the kingdom coming down. It's not escaping this world to a heavenly kingdom, it's the heavenly kingdom taking up the earth. As one writer said, we're not to be bread rejecting ascetics. God gives us all good things to enjoy and... There can be a false spiritu- uh, excuse me, there can be a false spirituality which kind of rejects affluence. I don't know if you've ever found yourself wondering that, like that, we, that it's better to be poor, uh, better to have little, that's kind of more godly. But the problem is not the abundance of God's blessing. That can't be the problem, can it? No, the problem is the snatchiness of our hearts, if that's a word. I don't know if snatchiness is a word. I like it, though, so I'm going to make it up. The the, the problem is not the abundance of God's blessing, but the snatchiness of our hearts. Our hearts are like those seagulls in Finding Nemo. Mine, mine, mine. No, we're not to be bread-rejecting ascetics. But neither are we to be cake demanding hedonists. That's also Jesus doesn't say that either. We're we're to be God centred, so we ask Him to provide us what we need. So if we pray, hallowed be your name in my life, be set apart in my name, God that prayer is also a kind of way of praying. So please take away the love of money and stuff that stops me hallowing your name. Give me what I need. But your name might be hallowed in my life. So we're not praying for a minimal life here in give us today our daily bread. It doesn't mean you can't ask your generous father who gives good things for that holiday that you're desperate to get to that's been cancelled time after time after time in the pandemic. It doesn't mean you can't pray for the children you'd love to have if that's one of your prayers or for a spouse to share your life with. It's not like that's a like don't pray for those things it's not even don't pray that he would give you the promotion that you think you'd like to have or and it's certainly not a call to sell your house and live as minimal life as possible to pray give me today my daily bread no your father is a good father and he wants to hear your prayers he's he's interested in what your wants are we live in a fathered world and he's eternally good we saw that earlier don't we So this is not a prayer, this give us today our daily bread is not a prayer for a minimal life. I think in essence it's a prayer really for contentment. It's to say, Father, this is what I want, Father. This is what's hurting, Father. But I'll be content with what you give me. If you're asking for something this morning... You don't need to be afraid if he's saying no to you. Because if he's saying no, it's got to be for your good. He'll always give us what's best. What's good, ultimately. And not always what we want, because he wants to give himself to us. That's the front door of the prayer, isn't it? I want want God. (laughs) I want all of you. I think in this Give Us Today, Our Daily Bread, there's, there's echoes really of, in this prayer with of the, the story of the Israelites in the wilderness. Uh, do you remember that story? As They headed out of Egypt, rescued across the Red Sea and, and headed into the desert. They, God had to teach them that he would be the one that would provide. So when he gave manna, they were to collect just enough for that day. No more, no less always he would always give what they need if they if they took too much it would go moldy and and the point was really to teach them i'm enough for you i'm enough so he wants us to pray hallowed be your name and if that means he says no to the holiday you really like or the promotion or he says yes to singleness or no i want you to live in this house and serve me there you don't need the big one well, Father, I'll be content with that then. I think that's part of the reason why this comes before forgiveness. Because if we know that our hearts, so we've got him, and if we're, if we're praying for, for God to make us more God-centered in our hearts by asking him for our daily bread, then we'll ask him to give us what we need to live the God-centered life. That will be part of our prayer, won't it? Give me what I need today for the hallowing of your name, which is why it comes next. And Father, forgive me for the times that I haven't hallowed your name. And protect me from the evil that stops me hallowing your name. I think that's why daily bread comes here. Daily bread, not just the physical stuff that we need to get through the day, but all of it, the spiritual stuff as well. God giving manna for the moment, if you like. Give us what we need that we might hallow your name give us what we need that we might play our part in seeing your kingdom come supply what I need that, that I might submit to your will it's so simple isn't it and yet so profoundly counter to where our hearts normally go so how does God provide he just lavishes he gives that's what he's like uh, what does he provide he, he provides daily bread Manner for the moment what we need for today Uh, finally when will God provide when does he provide just see if you're awake sorry today he provides today it's daily bread give me today daily bread see it's a prayer that reminds us to stay needy doesn't it Manner in the desert, but only for today. Uh, Collect too much, try and store it in your your desert tent or whatever it is, and it will be mouldy tomorrow. We're not to pray for for our weekly bread. We're not to pray for our monthly bread or our yearly bread. It's our daily bread that we're to ask for. See, prayer is the most dependent thing you can do. Uh, It's why one writer says it's the chief exercise of faith in other words your, your prayer life has no bearing on your security with our good father like Jesus has rescued you completely and if you're, if you're united to him by faith you are utterly secure in him And how good you are at praying or how much you pray has no bearing on that relationship but your prayer life does reveal how much of a baby you might be spiritually how much growing there is to do See, to be like the baby crying for milk, to say to your father, I can't live without you. I need you today. It's a wonderful sign of maturity in the Christian life. Father, I only need what is good. So give it to me today. Keep me dependent. Dependent. Maybe your question, though, this morning is more like this. Is God really generous? Can I really trust him? Is he really for me? Is he really good? Well, we need to remember that he's our father, if that's our question. As we saw in the first session, he, that he did not spare his only son. Then, if he didn't spare his only son, how much more will he graciously give us all things? Or as Paul says elsewhere, see what love the father has lavished on us that we should become children of God. And that is what we are. Friends, if you're not getting what you ask for, as I said earlier, it's not because he's, he's ignoring you. It's not because he dropped your file and forgot to deal with the request. He's not distracted. He never says, I'm busy. He, he never says, just call me back later, would you? I'm dealing with... Afghanistan and the crisis over there no Jesus says he wants to hear us daily our father Father in heaven wants to hear us today today would you make me give me what I need to live for you today never too tired to listen never distracted never bored of your requests never bored of your voice he's not overworked it's not because you've not done enough to earn his ear he's just the best father as we speak with him And he wants to give you what you need to live for him. So pray. We can pray confidently because he'll be there tomorrow. For those of you with difficult fathers, you've just got to hear this. He'll be there tomorrow. He's not walking out. He's not running off with somebody else. He sent his one and only son to live the life you couldn't live, to die the death that you deserve to die. That's how passionate he is about you. You're safe with him. Prayer is a safe place. So as we close, here's a question to, to chew on. It's a pretty easy question. But when did you last open your eyes in the morning? And say to your good father, please give me what I need today. And when did you last say, just before you closed your eyes in sleep? Thank you, Father, for keeping me today. Let's pray together. Our Father, we we want Your name to be hallowed. That's our heart. We Desperate for you to be set apart in our lives. Uh, we sung earlier of the we want to see your kingdom come, we want to see the church built, uh, we want to see your will done on earth as it is in heaven. We, we want to see this world submitting to you as the, the emperor of the universe as you are, and as we long for those things. Uh, we recognise that we ourselves need help to live for those things today. So give us what we need today. Give us the food that we need. Give us the shelter. Uh, give us the resources, both physically and spiritually, that we need today to live for your the hallowing of your name, your kingdom coming, and for your will to be done in our lives. And I ask that in Jesus' name. Amen.